Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey. Uh, here, celebrating this beautiful October movie marathon that we've set upon ourselves. Um, here tonight, joined by my friend uh, and former host, you guys will remember, Mike Cloud. Welcome back. Glad to be back. All right, so you're with me for the next two movies. Uh, yep. We're doing Nightmare 3, uh, Dream Warriors, and Nightmare 4, The Dream Master. Yep. All right, so tonight, okay, so hopefully you guys have already listened to Nightmare 1 and 2. Again for October, I know, this is a lot of pod content for you guys. Uh, stick with us, man, it's fun. But we're doing every Nightmare, every Friday the 13th, a couple movies that are in theaters, and then on Halloween Day, we're going to culminate in Freddy versus Jason for you guys, so... This is a long journey, but we'll get there today. And it was such a long journey, I started bringing in guest hosts, and you were very excited. You oh, love yeah. Freddy. Yeah. Like, so everyone who jumps in on their first movie with the character, I'm going to start them off with, explain to me why uh, you like Freddy so much in the Nightmare series. Uh, many reasons, but Nightmare 3, which we're talking about tonight, actually holds a special place for me, because not only was it my first horror movie, it is my very first live action movie. When I was four what? or five years old, because, <laughs> and which is actually very relevant to the Nightmare series, even in style of how I even saw it. Uh, I remember being a kid and just being an obnoxious five-year-old in the tape store and going up to my dad and asking him what every single VHS cassette said. And he would read them off. And then after probably about a half an hour of doing that, I think he just got uh, annoyed with it. <laughs> and I, I picked up Nightmare on Elm Street 3, showed it to him. He's like, it's called Stickers. I'm like, sweet, Stickers. I want that one. He's like, fine. <laughs> in true, I love my dad. He was a great dad. But in true 80s parents fashion, yeah. let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street 3 at home on VHS as a, yeah. a four or five-year-old. I mean, you turned out, you made it through life. Yeah. You're like yeah. a doctor and a law-abiding citizen. And, and, and so not only that, but I saw that movie, loved it. And I would only watch horror movies from that point on. <laughs> Stickers, huh? All right. right. Yeah, he so, was definitely sick of your shit. But also, your dad, uh, uh, shining light, because every parent in the Night Run Elm Street series is worse than every parent right. you know. Exactly. Well, and that, that's like kind of that, that's where I think also like the Nightmare series kind of shines because it actually has kind of this deeper meaning that's in all the most of them. You know, it definitely kind of loses it as the series progresses and it becomes kind of a crap show. But uh, like the 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 new generation paying for the sins of the the fathers mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of this negligent parenting and this parenting that where they give the worst advice to these kids yeah. with something that is uh, that uh, when they come to them and have overwhelming evidence that something terrible is going on they're like they just shrug it off and go tell you to go do the worst thing you could possibly yeah. do so yeah a parent saying hey. My five-year-old. Yeah, let's watch this gruesome, bloody, <laughs> mass murder movie. You'll be fine. But you were. <laughs> but I, I mean, was, and I was, and I think it's. I think it's a testament to show that violent movies and video games don't cause people to become sociopaths. Oh, in I fact, I've did. actually. Uh, You're Rachel Maddowed me. Now you well, worked I, me into a corner <laughs> to do serious topics. No, well, I think it's actually. Uh, uh, I've read uh, uh, an article that said. I think actually you may have shared this with me that. 
people who w- watch horror movies don't have a psychiatric problem. In fact, they are more psych- psychologically sound than others because we mentally prepare ourselves yeah. for the worst possible thing that can happen. I think I'm guilty of sharing all those things, though, that show me in a good light. Like, I love sharing <laughs> the one where it's like, people who curse are more honest. I'm like, sure. told you. Yeah. Fucking sure. told you. <laughs> the, the more you curse, the higher your IQ. I'm like, God, mine must be like 200. Yeah, I was like, every time I see those, I'm like, I feel vindicated in my life. <laughs> all right, so Dream Warriors, uh, this is part three. Part two, I personally have as one of my all-time favorites. Oh, uh, not so super. Terrible. It's so much more interesting than it's, most of them. It's is such the a, a a detour from the whole spirit of the of the franchise. It turned, All of them are. It turned Nightmare into like a haunting rather than this right. really creative idea. And then this turned Nightmare into essentially like a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> and then part four, it became a Bugs Bunny cartoon. So I, I thought part three was like the perfect it's funny because balance between... I, th- right. I, I thought it was like the, the right. peak of quality in the Nightmare series. Right. Another reason well, why Wes I Craven it. hates all of them, so he's a bad judge, right? No, Wes Craven, but, actually, he wrote three. He was the screenwriter. No, they, they altered what he wanted to do. There's oh, that's really, true. He, yeah. he had he had the the multiple the, the major influence, but yes, they went back. And, yeah, and they, they were like, "Wes, your script is dark." And he's like, "Yeah, Freddy Krueger's a child molester murderer." Yeah. And like somewhere along the line, it's like he needs to be our likable buddy. <laughs> it's always been a weird because me and you talk about it's, this. You're always like, "I don't like when they focus more on Freddy the molester. He's a child murderer, not a molester." I, 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 I they never say child molester <laughs> yes, in the do. original. No, by the they way, do not. It's in, in, in newspaper ads in almost every movie when they do, like, the headlines of, like, oh, we found a scrapbook. Like, part five has, like, a really big one, like, child molester Kruger. I, I have not like, seen that. Yeah. I just heard them when they verbally mention him. They don't say child molester. They say child killer. Right. But, like, but also, the, the like remake, I told they, you, that's, like, one of those things that don't yeah, exist, you're right. right? I, you're right. I may be. Like, fitness models that eat McDonald's. Like, they just aren't a thing. <laughs> but neither does a spirit that kills you in your dream. So I can we have, have, to give have a one. little bit of logistic. You have to give them one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, what I like about, because I think you hit on a couple things, I think, that are great. People always focus in on they like the the personality and the hijinks of Freddy. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there's a lot of extra stuff going on with Freddy. And this one to me felt like a perfect mix of growing the mythology in, a, in an interesting way, right? Yep. And also the psychiatric ward becomes a really great place to toy with this. So you have these parents that committed this murder because they need to protect their children. But yet show no interest in their children or want to listen to them yep. or actually help them make their lives right. better. Right. And in this one, they not only that, they just shove their children away. They're like, we don't know how to deal with you. We're going to put you somewhere else. Right. But it, but again, once they put them in there, then they become marked as, you know, crazy or whatnot. Right. I don't know what the terms are nowadays, but yeah, they're, they're marked as like they, a crazy they're person. They're mentally right? ill. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're loony they're, bin. I think it's actually in this movie be more considered they're broken. Yeah. Well, once you're in the loony bin, then no one's taking you serious. So then the dream thing becomes, oh, this is mass hysteria. You all just aren't jerking off enough or whatever Nurse Ratchet says (laughs) in that one scene. And it becomes a brilliant because part of Freddy was, you know, the parents couldn't accept anything and they wouldn't believe it. And now the kids are telling them again that this guy's hurting them and they need help, but they don't want to reopen their old traumas and wounds. Mm -hmm. It's a really interesting yeah. Uh, place for this movie to go but what they did was they this was the last step of freddy i think this was the last movie where freddy was scary in the series to yeah me. i well until new nightmare yes I, yeah, this, he was this, was, new this nightmare. I, 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 I agree because i think this is voted the fan favorite 
of the Nightmare series more than any other. Right, because it's a good balance. See, between I like him being... I like part one because I still like Freddy to have some menace. Yep, but he does in this it, movie. Right. He still and has this actually menace. has my favorite kill in the series yeah. in it. Right, the the TV. No, oh, not no. the TV. The, 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 the marionette. Yeah, the marionette's my all time yeah. favorite kill because it's such a perfect encapsulation of why Freddy's cool. Yep. Right, and and again, this movie. The thing it did over the first one lacked a little bit here budget wise and this and that it wasn't a major franchise yet. This one had heft and clout. Right. So they really went all out with the imagination. I love the transitions. It's one of my favorite thing in the series. You see a person just close their eyes for a split second. They reopen it and we're already in the dream world. Yep. And the dreams in this movie just felt wildly interesting and creative, right? So yeah, I I think Dream Warriors is a a fantastic take. Because that's what I mean. In a sequel, what you're trying to do is you have to do what the series has always done best and find a way to add new stuff. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I, and they did that. Yeah, and this is one of the... I, I can't think of any other movie series where the third movie is good. Nonetheless... Jaws 3. <laughs> this is another, that's the second time I did that on the Terminator pod as Jaws well. 3D. This at, is the at second time I've or, got a Jaws. Uh, SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so... But yeah, like I think that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. But uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's this good balance between you know having a menace, menacing Freddy, but an interesting Freddy, but also these really surreal uh, scenarios that people are, are are put in, and it's just super imaginative. And that's coming back to what your original question. That's why this series is probably my favorite. It's just it's so unique and imaginative and uh and interesting as compared to like any other like slasher movie and you're just taking shots at jason already dude. yeah i i I'm, i like the jason movies but it is nowhere on par with nightmare to me how dare you yeah it, there I, are more there, good there, friday the 13th a body count does not make nightmare it body counts <laughs> and sequel numbers do not make a good <laughs> franchise i don't know maybe they do no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what the exact metrics all right, so one of the things we start off in the, the movie, we start it. By the way, in the credits, Lawrence Fishburne, Larry yeah. Fishburne. No clue. Is it Larry Fishburne? Yeah. I in never the noticed credits, I thought it was listed as Larry Fishburne. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah, no, it's cool because we actually have two actors that went on to a lot of acclaim in this movie. Yeah. Uh, with him and Patricia Arquette. Yep. So Mason did not want yeah. to come back. I mean, honestly, like, she was probably right. You know, she kept writing it out and making movies and makes her way to, like, true romance, right? Yeah. Like, more of an actory territory. Um, you know, and that's the thing. Who knows if she would have even made it through. Right, if she had done Like, four. if you don't make it through four, what's the point of coming back? Yeah. But, so, I like the setup. What I like about this movie especially is I think this one might have my favorite cast of kids mm-hmm. in the series. Yep. I really like the kids in this world. And on top of that, we bring back Nancy, which is a yes. really good wink and a nod. Because now we learn that Nancy, through all of her traumas, has gone off and become a hotshot dream expert. Yeah. Like, she's doing fascinating research in dreams. And experimenting with drugs. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, this is really, it's just a really cool setup. I think of all the Nightmare movies, this does the coolest and best job of gathering the sheep for slaughter in the most interesting pen. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, the, the institution was a perfect scenario for this type of movie because it's already a nightmarish setting when everybody's awake, and right. then you alter it in the in the dream world, and yeah, it's just it's a perfect scenario. Yeah, no, I I dig it. It's a it's cool too because so right off the bat, right, we see Kristen gets institutionalized because they think she's trying to kill herself, right? right? For some reason, she's still uh, dreaming of Nancy's house. 
Which becomes well, a strange thing well, throughout the Nightmare series is well, they, why does everyone, why does Freddy choose Nancy's house? Well, that's the weird thing that I've noticed too is that they start calling it Freddy's house. Well, because it's in, in, three the, and four in the nightmare, and, but it's definitely Nancy's house, right? It, right. It's because it's, it's, it's the same building yeah, as they <laughs> use for Nancy's house. But I was like, is it just like uh, like a cookie cutter suburb where all the houses look the same? And... No, because they she paper maches it, and Nancy's like, I used to live in this house. Oh, that's right. Okay, so Nancy knows it is her, but, and it just became they a thing in the series in we home. never talk about. Right. It's like, Freddy's like, this is the one place I got beat. <laughs> oh, just kidding. I got beat the first time by fire and at Nancy's house. <laughs> so he only takes people pl- back to the places where he's been defeated. <laughs> right, because, yeah, because he was originally killed in the boiler room right. of, like, some random place. Yeah. And then, so, like, in the first movie, they go back to the boiler room. But they yeah. never go back there again. Like, it's, yeah. well, I guess they do. They do go back to the boiler room in a he couple places. He goes to the and, boiler room a lot. Yeah, yeah. like, the it, it just the basement of the house becomes the boiler room. Yeah, because they, they do get back there and show, like, this is where we left Fred. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. So, I, I think this is a great way. Again, they get really interesting characters, right? So, right off the bat, we start meeting all of our kids, right? You've got uh, the Cutter Girl. You've got the girl who's going to be a movie star. you got Joey, who can't talk. Kincaid, who's a tough guy. Then there's the, uh, the tell tell it like it should be guy who makes puppets. I the, can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember the puppet guy's <laughs> name. And then but, there's the heroin addict. Yeah, that's that's the girl who's uh, stabby. She gets the mohawk in there. Okay, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's it's a fun cast right away. They do a good job of kind of introducing Nancy as they introduce us, right? So Nancy becomes the avatar for everything we know in Nightmare, meeting all of the new stuff, right? And then they do – there's something I have to ask you. You're a medical professional. <laughs> Not a mental medical <laughs> professional, but is there a worse – possible healing tool in the universe than group therapy <laughs> i just like every every movie that has like a group therapy session i was like this can't help anyone well i guess it just depends on the situation i mean uh because what they do i'll tell you the situation they say hey straight talking here and all they do is proceed to just yell at each other terrible well, I, things. I, i'd say there's so much bad medicine in that movie definitely i don't think group therapy was one of them but uh and it, it's stuff that was actually prevalent probably back then like uh, 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 like solitary confinement and yeah. medical sed- and uh, 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 medical what we call medical restraints, where they just give you a <laughs> shot and tell you make you go to sleep. Like we yeah, don't do those do things that anymore. Recreationally, no. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. We don't do uh, uh, sedative restraining or you know uh, but solitary. All confinement. of that aside, because it's shown to like really hurt people. But I think the group therapy is even worse. I don't know. Like. <laughs> Here's what, here's what I'm situation. saying. So they already have a, a a building full of children. They claim they don't believe. And then it's like, hey, can you guys just all get together and see who can scream the loudest? <laughs> well, it, nothing is ever learned or gained in group right. therapies. In that group therapy. Yeah, but right. like if you have like <laughs> – like I mean like AA does group therapy. Doesn't and... every scene in this movie just end with Kim K threatening to fight orderlies? <laughs> well, actually, it's, I had an interesting uh, observation though like with the group therapy. I think – uh looking back on it now uh, i don't know if it was intentional or not but there is a uh a, a situation of definitive white privilege in that movie where you got oh, hear me out though <laughs> so you got the main character white girl who's going ape shit and cuts lawrence fishburne with a scalpel and nancy comes up and gives her a hug kincaid says please don't put me to sleep really please don't put me to sleep just gets mad and raises his voice like solitary confinements because tie him up and put him in 
throwing fist. But he no, he didn't hit anybody. He didn't touch but anybody. He, he just he, yelled. He keeps getting himself in solitary for trying to be a tough guy. <laughs> but they've never shown it. They never show him hurting anybody or physically right. altering. In but he gets movie, thrown in 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 solitary confinement for for nothing but yelling that's all he did all he right just everybody else is yelling all right npr Club. <laughs> what i'm telling you is when we meet kincaid they say oh you won't see much of him he gets himself thrown in the hole all the time yeah so we know that kincaid has a pass so he has no but leash. what we don't we don't know what he got thrown in there for he could have just kept yelling at people and they're like all right black guy go to the hole oh <laughs> don't put your politics in my nightmare no I, it, it's just an observation of the times i mean maybe but also Kristen had just gotten there she yeah. hadn't started working her program yet. So they probably have to get her in there and establish a baseline before they start. She literally attacks somebody with a deadly weapon. A tiny little scalpel. A scalpel. That would probably, in all reality. Larry Fishburne had, couldn't have taken her down. I'm saying he did get a cut on his forearm. That scalpel probably would have yeah. actually cut really deep. That's into true. his arm. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, babe. <laughs> it's definitely not a good, hey, please don't put me in the crazy place. <laughs> like, it's it's bad start. But what I'm saying is, is that every session they're just yelling. There's no – and I don't understand. Well, it's because the other that, thing in, in, the in that group therapy, it's not helpful because it's basically, like, hey, all you guys get together. We're going to tell you why you're wrong. Right. It's, not, it's not used as a coping mechanism. It's not used as a – uh as like a catharsis it's used to tell me what you dreamed about and what your thoughts are and i'm going to tell you you're wrong and we're right. going to force you to sleep but to deal why, with it why also do they have three doctors in the meeting that's a good point i don't know like, why do they yeah, have I, so I, many doctors <laughs> in so little willingness to help because that would never happen nowadays there, right? <laughs> <laughs> there'd be like one doctor with like 30 people in the room yeah. well they also do like hey we brought in a hot shot dream specialist and the moment she starts talking, they're like, fuck you. Yeah, right. Up. You don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> like, shut up, Nancy. But uh, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's just, it's kind of baffling because we learn also, uh, and this seems like it should be a key issue, right? Straight talker guy. He's just like, hello, can I say the most important thing, bro? We all had the dream before yeah. therapy, like before right. they got there. And also, <laughs> this is another weird thing that they don't really address in the series until part six, which is. Every single movie, there starts being, like, more than one teenager dying. You think by... I'm like, what do the cops do in Nightmare on Right, exactly. <laughs> like, there's no mass investigation. It's yeah, just... but also you're like, oh, my God, two more kids that at one point lived on Elm Street are dead. Yeah. Maybe something is happening. Right. But you're like, no one the... should be surprised when kids are dying in Springwood. <laughs> right? Or you're just like, what? what? What do you mean they shouldn't be surprised? How many times... Is, this is the third movie. Right. How many teenagers have died in this town? Right. But I think that's like kind of like the point is that the kids all know what's going on. And they try to tell the adult generation, hey, here is overwhelming evidence that there is something terrible going on. Right. And here's overwhelming evidence of what this probably is. And they're like, nah. But you that's know? what I mean. It's like not only in the first movie, Nancy's dad was the detective. Yeah. yeah I, think it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just kind of a, a, a willful ignorance on their part. But again, they don't want it it's to be the that third time. Yeah, and they, I think, you know, again, you know how stupid people are and how powerful the psych ward, is. the psych ward is actually clever story armor. Yeah. Because at this it's point, it's like, this is insane. Yeah. Right. Nightmare two is an entire allegory for like closeted homosexuality. Apparently <laughs> this one, it's like, at this point you'd be like, guys, like four more teenagers just right. died in like, but a it, day. at least in there, it's somewhat reasonable because <laughs> they make them look like suicides. Right, but that's what I mean. That's why the the psych ward 
pans out. Yeah. Right? And it's a really good extra layer to the story. Um, What, what do you make of... <laughs> it is so strange because they have the hardcore nurse ratchet type, right? Who won't yeah. listen to anything. They have Nancy who's like the hippy dippy. I've been there, right? So she believes them. The doctor in the middle, the dude doctor, I never figured him out this whole movie. But in what way? The speed with which he's willing to throw his entire oh, profession yeah. away. Well, I think that's just 80s movies. Is like, insane. Like, yeah, like what should take months will take minutes. But he doesn't seem like, I don't know, he didn't seem like the kind of doctor that cared enough. And then all of a sudden he's like, I will start <laughs> prescribing all the drugs and whatever. <laughs> It just it fucking goes off the rails really fast for this guy, and it kind of bothered me. Well, I mean, to have it made sense, how long would that movie have had to take? It's a good question, I guess. All right, let's start getting into some of the dreams, right? Because I'll never figure that doctor out. Right, never yeah. in a million years. Well, so I'm like, you're not even sleeping with Nancy. I, I don't think pacing was a <laughs> uh, <laughs> was was a virtue of '80s movies. I. I don't know. I just thought the doctor. I was like, man, he's like really. Because I was like, is he just doing this to have a girlfriend? It, that's kind but of they do. They like. show like after some of the deaths, like he does have a picture where he looks like he's at the most uncomfortable picnic of all time with two of the people that have died. Oh yes, yeah. And so you're like, all right, maybe he cared a little bit, but like he turns hard, right? Where he's like, I'm chasing around a ghost nun, and <laughs> it's like his journey into madness is like he might be the only one who should end up in a loony bin by the end of it. He's like threatening to murder Nancy's dad and shit, digging up skeletons. <laughs> Like he's a madman. He, yeah, by the he end does. Of this yeah, movie. like just like the, the that the, another harsh turn where he grabs Nancy's dad and just like, like he's, Nancy, yeah. go wait outside. I'm gonna kick no, the shit like, out of your hey, dad. You, you go help at the hospital. I'm cool. I'll talk to yeah. him. Then he flips the fucking <laughs> and no one in the bar reacts as if like right. this guy's a fucking loon. And he's just like, ah, we gotta get out there and dig up dead bodies. Woo! And you're like, this guy has cracked all. The way. Oh, and that brings up another thing. The I, I don't know if this is the way it really was in the eighties because I was too young to remember. But whether drunk driving was like so hugely accepted back then, because like he lets Nancy's dad just drive him and drink a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> and he's a doctor and has no problem he's with fully it. Insane he, like at he grabs this point. the bottle from him not to make him stop drinking, just so he can gather holy water. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and That's then true. and then gets back in the car with him and tells him to keep on driving like like drunk driving was just that's, not a thing that's my evidence that the doctor is fully insane at <laughs> in this point in the movie that's what, but they do that is, in the first movie seriously too. that doctor has to be driving out there with his co-worker who he kind of fancies drunken useless dad Right? And just being like, am I about to actually see a dead body right now? <laughs> like, he seems totally okay. Yeah. Like, nothing about it. And he's been in, like, one dream in a group therapy setting, right? Yep. And immediately buys in. Which, I guess, I don't know if I would or wouldn't either, right? Because it's the nature of where you work. You'd be like, all of this is a little suspect, right? Right. But, I mean, that guy's just on his way to find a corpse. Yeah. And it and just doesn't... It, like, he's going to, like, pick up somebody's mail. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe, right? So you're like, okay, either I find the corpse and maybe all of this is right, or I don't find a corpse and, all right, everyone's insane. Like, easy answers, right? I don't know, because I guess the third option is we find a corpse, but Nancy's dad's actually just a different murderer. This has nothing to do with the dream. Nancy's dad's right. just like, I can't remember all the bodies up there. But yeah, he seems wildly unconcerned right. with his activities from this point on. Yeah, it, the fact that, yeah, he just doesn't think second, any have any second thoughts about going to find yeah. a corpse in a junkyard. Well, I was like, I guess you are dead. Like, you're, you're, you're you know, fired. 
right? You don't have a lot of options going. He's just like... He didn't lose his license. He could have gone elsewhere to work. I guess that's true. But that's probably like a scar like, oh, you were too insane for the insane hospital? <laughs> yeah, come over here and work in this elementary school. Um, all right, so this is another cool thing they added in Nightmare uh, 3 that I think makes it a fan favorite. This is where... It's almost the first like Avengers movie, right? Where now we do this thing where we learn that Kristen is able to bring people into her dream, right? Mm -hmm. The first time we learn this, and this is the crazy part, can possibly bring people who are awake into her right. dream, right? Where she does with Nancy. Or yeah, because like Nancy's Nancy. at her house. And they, it, again, with Nightmare, it can always be they fall asleep so fast in the transition, right? Because right? every time you see a character, they could already be dreaming and when they're introduced. One great thing like universally across the series is even in the first one, is it, it does make you question the character's reality of when are you dreaming when are you awake uh the first one does an excellent job of that of just like transitioning towards the end of like not knowing when they're awake or uh, asleep so yeah that definitely kind of transitions into this one but yeah i mean that's this is the the fun part though right because we learned that there was already a kid who had cut his eyelids off in yeah, this hospital awake, yeah. so like they're all already super sleep deprived that's like a standard in all nightmare movies mm -hmm. is how can these kids push themselves all the way to the limit right yep um so yeah we never know exactly what's happening but when she brings nancy in this is one of the things i love about the early nightmares because you see it if they redid these movies now and you see it a little in the remake it's so easy to just use cg for yep. everything right but this is where they have the giant freddy worm yes which i this, fucking love yes <laughs> it's like, so good like yeah that was just completely unprecedented up until that point in this movie series to have like a giant animatronic monster in these movies yeah uh, it and was... it's it's fun because you start to see freddy take on this is more than just i'm a child molester murderer right mm -hmm. this is uh now freddy almost it's the weird thing because part three is where we start expanding into this idea of more than just Freddy getting revenge, right? We do know this is the last of the Elm Street children. But this is where they start putting in these kind of bigger supernatural themes throughout the whole thing. Yep. Kristen obviously has a supernatural power that's come from somewhere. Yeah. Right? And we start to question a lot of these things. And now Freddy, instead of just, I'm going to get you in the dream and, you know, cut your throat open. Because that was always the question is, why does he tease his victims as long sometimes, this and that? Yep. Part two, he wants a real world avatar, maybe for like a return into our reality, which doesn't make any sense, really, because he's way more powerful stop, in the in it. the dream world. Like, why stop the hell it. does he want to get in the real world? But anyway, not again, another reason I hate the second one. It's the same thing when they have that debate, like, oh, if there are serial killers out there, just give them those sex dolls, right, that look like humans. No, that is a totally different argument. No, because that's what Freddy likes. He likes the squirming and the the combat and the, the difficulty. So, and so the, he wants, you're saying he wants visceral, a challenge. I think Freddie would appreciate it more in the real world. So where he doesn't have the omnipotence. Dream. Yeah. I mean, you've been in a dream, right? You can punch in a dream. And like you have that dream where like you punch something as hard as you can. And they're just like, ha, ha, ha. or like you're trying to run. And no matter how hard you run, you can't get yeah, up the to slow speed. run. Yeah. Dream, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just no physicality in a dream, even in Freddie's dream where he kills you in the dream. You die in the real world. It's still just all make-believe on some level, right? And he can steal your soul, but it's not the same, right? There's just like a disgusting meat quality to us in the real world that you could not replicate in a dream. Uh, all right, well. I would I, say, right? Smell, touch. I mean, like there are senses also, that wouldn't be the same in a dream. 
But like the one way, even in the first movie established, which doesn't work, but the hypothesis of how to kill him is to drag him into the real world. Right. So why would he want to come back into the real world where he yeah. can actually die? The dumbest idea of all time <laughs> in the remake. They're like, we should do that again. <laughs> right. But no, but I like this now because this is, I think is an important turn in the series too. Cause turning Freddy into this Uber boogeyman, right? This now he's a yeah. dream, you it's, know, it's like more dem- he's more of a demon. Yeah. Now. He's like a dream God, right? Kind of an impish character. Now this is where we start to make the turn. At the start, he's just a real-world killer, and then he's trying to figure out how to get revenge. And this is where we start to turn into this kind of supernatural... Like I said, it's like Avengers, right? So Kristen's like, Avengers, assemble! And she can bring in Nancy, and Kincaid's got his little (laughs) suspenders on, and the wizard master and shit. My legs are strong here! Yeah. And they, you know, they're actually, like, building a superhero team. Yeah. You've got the brute, the wizard, right? You've got a rogue. (laughs) This is a and d team. Yeah, right. Except exactly for Joey, right. who's seemingly useless. He's like a well, he's a bard. He's a bard. He's a bard. That's right. They all have an ability. Puppet guy was useless. That's why he died. <laughs> uh, except for he's the one who's like he saw all this See, first. He's like, hey, yeah, we're all getting murdered by this child guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he, he knew it. He he was the uh, the had the most insight. That's why he had to go. Right. But I like this. This is where I think in part four. As much as I love a lot of things about part four. Part four is where he makes the turn where I think they jump the shark on yeah. Freddy, right? He becomes much, much more jokey. Yeah. No, and that's four, when he four, becomes Bugs Bunny. And four also, while having some of the best dream sequences, yeah. utterly lacks plot. Where, but that's fine. I think what this does, too, and I, I like the disjointedness. I think it's a, it's a clever thing that Nightmare can sustain is a little bit of plot issue. Because, again, every single character is an unreliable narrator. Because they're all sleep-deprived children right. trying to stay awake. So who knows what is actually real and isn't in a lot of these movies, right? You can still have like a disjointed awareness and have a Right, but you plot. don't know. Because the first, two, first and third movie do that just fine. Right, but you don't. I'm, what I'm saying is it's not a fatal flaw to one of these movies. Eh, it's not right? a fatal flaw. Like, I still enjoy four. Right. So, no, it's not fatal. But part, but part three does a great job of, yeah, he becomes this larger-than-life villain. Mm-hmm. But is still a visceral force right which is i really like that about this movie i like and again I, i'm with you i think the most important thing in a nightmare movie to me is and this is what i noticed in both of the remakes of this and friday the 13th is that they have the kills but the kills aren't fun yeah right like even you know jason who's just like a, a slaughterhouse it's just simple like axes and machetes. I'm like, where's like? How is that any different than any of the other? No, but Fridays? a lot of them have like really good creative like ways that you mangle bodies, right? And that's part of the game of it, right? Whereas the the remakes both really focus on like the predatory nature yeah. of them, right? This is the last movie where I think you get that predator murderer uh, vibe from Freddy, but also you get this very elaborate creativity, like the marionette scene to me is one of my all-time favorite horror movie scenes ever yeah that was that it's, was it's a brilliant because again this is another one of those freddie actually uses the kids dreams against them yeah as the series goes yeah. on Not only their, their, dreams, their personality their... and their their hobbies and stuff and the dreams kind of become incidental right mm-hmm. this is the first one where it's like he's playing in a world because that's the thing that a lot of these movies ignore too is you're creating the venue where you fight freddie and then he sometimes drags you to his house. Yeah. But you have to be in your own dreaming first before this can happen. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the movie's uh, best traits, which is when characters start to realize, oh, I have an effect here. 
and I can choose some of this stuff. It's the first time where you see people logically using the rules of this world, right? Yeah. That just stunned you? You don't agree? No, no, I agree with you. I, I thought you were just going to keep going. I'll go as long as you want. <laughs> but no, but that's what I mean. The I, puppet is a great use of this, right? Because that is the, his hobby. And for Freddy to take the form of the puppet, and I mean, it's just this visceral imagery, right? Of him. And we the, already the know he's a, just coming he's out a of sleepwalker, the, so yeah. it plays into that. Yep. Again, it's, it's questioning him in the real world. And, but yeah, and, the scenes of him walking, there's one yeah. shot especially that looks almost as if it's shot on a different camera. It's just what? a little grungier than the rest of like the scenes in this sequence. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's an evil dead shot. Like, it looks exactly okay. like an evil dead shot when he's like, ah, yeah. his face is all scrunched up like, and yeah. sweaty and his tendons are out. Yep. It doesn't feel like the same movie for one shot. And then we mm. cut back to the real world and he just looks like he's sleepwalking. But in that moment, it, it it's just a brilliant kill because it works across all the levels that this movie's working on. Right. Well, yeah, because it, it's like with all of them, it uses the environment and the situation against them. Like it makes it so the when they die, whoever finds the body doesn't question how they died. Because A, he's a sleepwalker or was he suicidal? Either way, it's believable that this was just a horrible accident right? Uh, that happened. Um, the yeah, one I mean, thing you that think I'm like the fourth kid, they'd be like, maybe the water? Like something's <laughs> happening? The one thing that always got, that gets me about that scene and... Uh, Four does this way worse, but uh, throughout like Nightmare One and this, when something happens to a person's body in the dream, it happens to them in the real world. Right. Like when they starts like uh, carving the the mute kid's body, like he writes yeah. a message on his chest. Come and get him, bitch. Yeah, or, whatever. Uh, or he picks up the other girl and shoves her into the TV. Like she's in the TV. Like this, like he's walking out, but he's not like his arms yeah. aren't gouged. Like his right. arms are normal, like they are. So that's right. like, kind of like one slight like plot. Uh, but what I'm saying, area that's disjointed that one from the rest. actually makes sense, right? How the fuck, what's her name, got her body up in the TV the way that we find it? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a terrifying shot is when they cut yeah, back to her dangling, hanging. you know, welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. And he uh, fucking stabs her through the, uh, the that, TV. That whole scene was so good. Like, it's visually it's, very fun. But again, yeah. it's like, how the fuck did she get up there? Like any investigator <laughs> or I th- I don't anyone in that hospital should have been like, she jumped and headbutted the TV as hard <laughs> as she can. Her feet are now twelve plus inches off the ground. Ah. This is this is eighties medicine, man. Right. That, that, that's that was what plausible I'm saying. back then. I that's why I think the marionette kill is better because again, it's not outwardly obvious that it's anything else, right? Except for Freddie plays with them long enough so that all the other kids can tell he's coming expanding their fear and his power within the group right because right? he can make he makes it so they can see him right where nobody and else when can. he's up in the sky yeah. this godlike figure uh playing with their friend it's it's really a scary awesome moment for him all around mm. again like the welcome to prime time is an iconic kill i think people like the imagery of it it's it, it's that beautiful surreal thing that nightmare can do but again, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it, I mean, neither does a lot of it. Like, no, as no, far no, no. as like, what from I'm a logical is standpoint, someone but... who's an inve- again, I know Springwood probably has the worst police yeah, department of all time. They apparently have the worst police department, the worst hospital, <laughs> the, the worst psychiatric ward. Well, they're all the worst schools. Apparently, <laughs> everyone in this town is in grief, right? Well, the, all, this entire town, I think, is drunk and yeah. in denial. As we learn in part six, this goes really deep. Yeah, but, uh, but this is what I mean is, I think those kills work well, right? Um, killing. But, the girl who has the uh, the mohawk and the knives, yeah. right? Killing her with an overdose. Yeah. Or what looks like an overdose. 
that's brilliant mm-hmm. right and i like that the freddy that puts that extra layer in yep right but, and also it makes him scarier to us the audience and to his prey because right, if he's not leaving will... a trace of anything with the tv kill someone someone in that universe has to be like come on what <laughs> like someone has nope. to, like someone has to have a dexter in a crime lab who's like hey how hard would it be like mythbusters right could you jump up and headbutt your way through a TV? And it- <laughs> I think we could do an entire podcast on all the crazy shit we thought was plausible and real back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, I think this movie has really good kills throughout. Yeah. And the, I love that scene, but I think the, it that's the one that doesn't fit, I the, would argue, the one thing not with, the marionette. The one thing with the marionette, too, they also had a problem with, while it's really cool, the scene where the puppet turns into Freddy. Here we go. The, where he turns... There's... The kid's asleep. Nobody else sees the puppet. Like, why does he turn himself into puppet to grow back up into Freddy? I mean, it's you, a really cool scene. It's, you've never seen yourself in a dream? No, not from a third person's perspective, no. I have. Really? No, I've always been... I've had dreams where I'm another person dealing with myself in, like, a group. No, I've never... Okay, maybe... You, you, could, you don't always you, have to see yourself in the first person. I, I mean, he's watching this cinematically. Maybe his body's that, there. I, then that may be why I just right? don't get it, because I don't have those types of dreams. God damn it, Cloud. That's why you're a black and white guy. You're a No, I, I, I dream guy. in color. I do dream in color. No, we all dream in That's not, not what I meant. <laughs> See, you're taking my black and white joke, literally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. I think all of the kills in this are masked really cleverly, right? Yeah. Like, a great one is Joey. Which, by there the way, a, there's a very strange... A coma? Right, but that's what I mean. He steals him and holds him. Yeah. And in the real world, that looks like a coma. Oh, right, because they've been messing around with the drugs, so they think it was a side effect. Right, so that's what I mean. Freddy is very cleverly running his his game parallel to the real world, right, to cover himself up. Um, There is a weird thing with Joey where Freddy tries to make it with him twice. Right, I think he just he just uses his like teenage horniness against him, which I think is not a Wes Craven thing. That had to have been like one of like the extra. No, because this happens in Phantasm. This happens in more horror movies than you'd imagine. I think Wishmaster definitely this movie head of the family. Well, I think a lot of horror just has to throw boobs in it. I think it's just kind of like right. I understand they threw the boobs in, but why is Freddy making out? He goes in for the kiss. Yeah, like you've already got him. He's he, just sadistic. He just like messing you with people. Get down. Again, this is kind of where he gets into like the Bugs Bunny thing, like you, where Bugs Bunny dresses up like a woman and makes down. out with Elmer Fudd all the time. <laughs> I don't think he ever made out with Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yes, he does. Like a sexual makeout. Well, I mean, as much or as the Looney like character can. A kiss, like oh, you sucker, and then he runs away. It's a long head it's gripping kiss like did you never watch bugs bunny growing up i did but i feel like you were watching it more intensely (laughs) but no but that's what i mean this happens a lot where these uh fantasy boogeymen are like i might as well get some action while i'm here (laughs) it's so strange and then freddie comes back for joey again also in the the guise of like a big titted woman yeah like constantly like yeah that's just kind of like joey's like achilles heel i think i mean even in part two when he's like chosen an avatar i think he still mostly wants to be with joey (laughs) above anyone else in any of the series but yeah because i was like don't kiss him right because that's when yeah. the tongue comes out and he gets tongue-tied, yeah. right? <laughs> tongue-tied. Uh, but but yeah, he's yeah. good. I like – but that's what I mean. All of them run really cleverly and are kind of submarining uh, the kid's reality and their ability to find help, except mm. for Welcome to Primetime, bitch. Huh? So the girl who's in the TV does right. not work in our world, right? 
logical adults would be like something's very wrong right like, like you say that's a, a very implausible but or it just a it's not a suicide very very intricate suicide no, no, that no. would have impossible because there's no i looked again i paused it no footing anywhere near there's her. no like table or anything no chair, for her to no, jump they're into. all up against the i'd say wall. that more of like a film oversight but yes it'd be extremely hard to ram your own head through a tv yes. but i think but that's I'm just saying, a creative liberty Right. But like at the I same like time, to like, assume they, about all of these things in the movie are real. So like, what could that so, mean? Like, I think it's more fun from to extrapolate. The perspective that though, like that uh, this is a girl who's obsessed with getting on TV. Yeah. To the extent that she literally tries to put herself into a TV, and it's in a psychiatric. I word, understand but... why they did it. <laughs> I'm saying I think that why couldn't the TV come down on her? That's true. That may have been That's just one thing. A, a better way to just Keep have her real. sitting on the couch with yeah. the TV on her head. Like that like, would have been Oh, equally... she liked TV so much and it fell down on her face. That would have been, that would have been an equally horrific. Do you remember image. how heavy TVs were back yes. then? That would be a totally reasonable murder. <laughs> but uh I think this one too, because we've done yeah, the scene in the alley, right, with the Mohawk and the knife yeah. fight has to be one of the lower kills in the series for me. But I like the imagery, right? right. I like the setting of the alley. I like that she thinks there's a homeless guy, maybe, and then Freddie's syringe fingers and her arm calling out for more. Yeah. I like the imagery of it. It's just very kind of corny 80s at this point. Well, it's like, like I think it's actually pro- – well, I mean, like, you know, you got Welcome to Primetime Bitch and all that. But it's probably one of but the more – that's become like, one of his more iconic. Right, I would argue it, that's it, a top 15 kill in the series. But I'm saying that's probably the more punny Freddie kill, the, the, the syringes, or is yeah. like, let's get high. Yeah. Uh, like – that was definitely because like, all the other ones are like very aggressive and angry, right. And violent, and this is definitely way more. Well, this, is, this is what I mean, right? The TV where he's on TV, and also he has to make because that's the thing. I don't know if she was watching a talk show when she fell asleep, so he has to choose which talk show. Why Zaza Gabor? <laughs> like he's making she was big a lot in the eighties, but... and this is the other weird thing throughout the series is like as it ages and it gets cornier, right? Like in the later movies when it's more Bugs Bunny, you're like. He is a guy kind of stuck in time, so he's getting fragments of pop culture through people's dreams. Yeah. So it's like this old, unfunny, you know, murderer trying to, like, be <laughs> funny with fragments of pop culture that he doesn't all the way understand. Uh, but, no, I I think this is the – because that's what I like. I like the syringe kill, how it finishes. I don't think it plays great the whole time. But I, I do like the vibe of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't love the – execution of all of it i would guess it, it was i don't know like i think it was like a, definitely a pacing thing like but, I, I, but like, again, oh. I like that it works as a real world overdose i like the notion of you know her arm calling out for the needles yeah. i thought that but like her actually having like a a little knife fight right with mm-hmm. him and like him with the claws well, there's I, this thing every movie that has freddie and actual like hand-to-hand combat i hate right you know, like he's a dream demon right yeah why are come on like how many people have used karate against freddie or boxing. Yeah, there's a lot of that later yeah. where it's like Freddy can be foiled by a good backflip. And yeah. you're like, Come on. Well, even in this movie, like, that's one of the biggest problems I have is uh, they get to choose a dream power. And the only one to me, well, I guess super strength and magic hands make sense. To the me. Wizard Master like, makes sense because he's a D&D loving right. kid. Or it's not called it, but you know what I mean. And, uh, you know, he wants to walk and be, he looks like 80s Harry Potter. Yeah, but to he's, be able to carry you know on a switchblade. You yeah, the the wizard master. Do you like that or no? I I I thought it could have looked a lot better. Sure. But well, I, I, effects I, aside, costume aside. Yeah, the costume was the chair just, looks great. The chair was a cool part. The hallway was a great yeah. part. Like, yeah, I, I, I do I, think a, a kid being chased down by his own wheelchair that works. The only thing I laughed about, and I love it more nowadays, 
is because I was like, it made me think, like, why are there seven Harry Potter movies? <laughs> like, Voldemort really couldn't find, like, five muggles that are, like, good at stabbing people? Oh, right, because like, it just, well, it, just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't fit that universe. I understand, but I'm like, there has to be one, like, bar in London where it's like, <laughs> hey, can you guys go kill this little lightning bolt fucker? <laughs> Instead of putting him in, like, Wizard Olympics and whatever the fuck else, like... Just go stab him right. in the face. Because that's what I thought. I was like, this is how Harry Potter would legitimately end. Like, oh, sweet, you know, Expelliarmus or whatever. It's not stab, ga- stab, stab. Because it's not Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> Right, but I liked it. I was like, it is a nice thing now that like, because I like Harry Potter, but I think the Harry Potter fandom's gotten a little big for their uh, tight capes and house cloaks or whatever. What? They need to cool it down with talking about how great Harry Potter is, right? Like, it's an okay children's story. Like, come on, Harry no, Potter. No, it, it is legitimately fantastic. I like Harry Potter. I'm reading through the books right now. It's fine. But it's not, people talk about fun. Harry Potter like it's up there with, like, Star Wars and stuff. It's like, come on, guys. Don't you dare. It's not Harry Potter. It's, it's not RoboCop. It's not Jaws. It's different. It's not Predator. It, it, it is one of the most, like, <laughs> iconic franchises of our generation. I know. So, and like, what I want sense, those people to know... Is all it takes is one guy with the switchblade, and your whole <laughs> Hogwarts it, falls apart. <laughs> we don't need these prequels with Johnny Depp and his weird magical monsters and blurry eyes. They just need a stabby guy. I mean, the same could have been said for Star Wars. Like, no, why? Why is there no. not any like midnight assassins or poisons or anything for who? like that? Any of the characters? The Empire is like, a giant bureaucracy. Yeah, right. And we see assassins for the don't yeah, why, get, don't get us off. Why of Dream why not send don't like twenty of thousand stormtroopers down to Tatooine in the they first do. movie? They have stormtroopers no, all. They're by the they, way they're, they're, they're guarding an entire galaxy. That's true, right? Multiple so they are galaxies. spread out. Okay. Yeah, they're all right. Where we're getting to a whole other conversation. Taking us away. I'm saying I like Dream Warriors because I like that he's a wizard. I like that his chair attacks him, yep. and I like. The Harry Potter fans have to imagine <laughs> what would happen if, a, if yeah. Freddy Krueger was yeah. in the Harry Potter Guess what? world. Child magic doesn't go that far. When you guys are racist <laughs> towards Hagrid's mom, he stabs you and kills you. That's how that movie ends. And I like uh, it. Yeah. But yeah, going back to like the powers. Yeah. Like the, the wizard master makes sense. The super strong guy makes sense. Carrying around a switchblade and doing acrobatics does not make sense. Because I'm bad. Right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's not a superpower. That's not a dream power. You can go down to... Can you do any of that stuff? I, I can go down to a hot topic and have her superpower. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't knife fight. I can go down, dress like that, and then walk across to some booth in the mall and get uh, two knives. But she knows how to fight with them. No, she doesn't, clearly. She shanks Freddy, like, multiple times. Okay, she knows how to stab somebody. I know how to... All of anybody sudden, knows how to stab somebody. needles come out, and she breaks. Well, yeah, because she looks at her arms and they're crazy. See? Yeah, so that's yes, when the kill her, gets good. Because that, that is her weakness, and he yeah. preys on that. Yes, that's a great kill. Yeah. Her power is stupid. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> why not have a power of un, un no. uh, like, unpenetrable skin? Or like, hey, cool. my powers, Freddy hey, can't kill me. Not that's my power. Obsessed with like Marvel comics, dude. This was her. We dream. just said how this is a Marvel. I know it's the first Avengers like yeah. team up, but what I'm saying is her. You're, you're literally saying is that what someone else dreams of is stupid because I don't dream of it. <laughs> when your purpose of dreaming that is to kill a demon, that is a stupid you, You're putting that on him, right? Yeah. This might just be the dream that she's had all the time. And she's like, I got knives. Like, she's not a combat expert, <laughs> right? Because, yeah, so otherwise I, you'd be like, hey, I want to be uh, the Terminator. Right? right. Like, I want to dream to be the Terminator. Right, exactly. Why and would Freddy you? Freddy goes to scratch and, and you're just like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, that's, exactly. Why yeah. wouldn't you do that? Her dream was to be sexy and bad. That's her dream. I guess. With so knives so, and so they have to say like that. You have to use your dream of what you normally dream. Maybe. Maybe. Plus maybe she's that would... probably already familiar with this form. She's probably fucked up a lot of people in her dreams. <laughs> she just underestimates Freddie and gets got. Do Again. you think? Oh, and then we find out. Yeah, uh, blind or deaf, mute, mute guy, not blind or deaf. No, he's not guy. blind or deaf. He's just mute. What's his? Guy? I just said his name. The one that Freddie's got hot for, hot for teacher for. Uh, Jesse? No, no, not uh, Jesse. Joey? Is it Joey? Joey. Right. Joey has the sirens call. Right when yeah. he breaks all the. Yeah, he's ears. got a ba- like a banshee call. Okay, yeah. that makes that a was little all right. Bit more sense. That was cool. He was he. You know he couldn't speak and then he speaks. That was cool. Um, and then acrobatics it was the worst. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Does this is this movie evidence? Because our other friend, we have a lot of people helping me do these movies. My friend Jamin said, uh, "Freddie actually sucks compared to Jason." Nope. And one of his main pieces of evidence is how much Freddie struggles to actually kill kids. Well, I don't think he's actually struggling. <laughs> yeah, to he kill lets him. three. He's fifty fifty in this movie. So I, I think he likes to play with them. I don't think because he lets like, three of the kids out. Because like there is and defi- Nancy for a second time. There there is definite like inconsistency in like like the first. Or no movie. wait, I lied. Nancy does die. So it is. It's yeah. Four, he kills four Nancy, kills yeah. versus three. So he uh, like, in Freddy's best movie, he gets four kills. I, well, again, a body count does not make a good movie or a good villain. I'm just saying. I, Again, Kristen's power. You're saying that everyone else's power sucks. Kristen's power is a running backflip. Yeah, off the which wall. is a terrible. And Freddie can't power. handle that. No, he just gets stopped before he can <laughs> kill her. He just likes to to he he's sadistic and likes to play with his prey, and it just takes him too long before the other guys uh, do the the ceremony on his body and pour holy water on it. Like if they hadn't done that, all those kids would have been dead. Right. He just but, likes to fuck with that's them. That's what I'm saying. He just I mean, he just enjoys fucking they? with them, so he puts it off. Right. So what ha- what is happening is in the real world they do find the skeleton. Nancy's dad murdered on car spikes. Um, can't say I felt sad for him at that point. Maybe yeah. a little. His arc in the series is very sad. Kind of just like a good detective trying to no, get he's by. He's a terrible detective. <laughs> no, but he's trying to be like a good dude. And the murder he committed was against a pedophile who skirted the legal yeah. system. I mean, I don't think anybody can like fault. That could be his own movie. Like, like with the the one thing with the remake had, like, is an interesting thing. Is was that guy innocent? Yeah, that lasted for like twenty minutes. Right, I know. Like that would have been like an interesting story. Like this guy was actually innocent. Box of child porn (laughs) Polaroids. It's like, oh shit, we're throwing that out. Yeah, because I like that too. But yeah, like otherwise, yeah, no one I think would fault somebody who mass murdered a bunch of children. Although I don't think anybody would actually get off on a technicality on a multiple one technicality. Someone mishandled evidence. I think is what one piece of evidence. Right, somebody mishandled one piece of evidence. This was a a multiple. It's a mistrial. Mistrial. Okay, it could have been a mistrial, but he would have gone. But if they said the police fucked up the crime scene and all the evidence is not admissible anymore there still would have been he killed multiple children there would have been plenty there i think but you again think, again a logistical know? loophole i think but it happens all the time that people get off for less yes but not for probably equivalent i mean i don't know how many he killed by this point they showed like a, like a, a lot. stove with or the 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 um uh the in the broiler or in the the furnace like at least 10 skulls inside right. there but that could have been adults that were on his tracks all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah no i'm all for uh the destruction of all child pedophiles and murderers <laughs> like i'm all for that totally what i'm saying is is that it is sad to see that this guy like he was trying to do right he lost his uh wife 
they got divorced anyways by the first movie. Yeah, they were already divorced lost, by then, yeah. Lost her. Uh, his daughter speaks to him no more. He's getting bossed around by this dickhead doctor. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he tries to do right. He's like, all right, I'll go through with it. And he gets murdered for his troubles by a skeleton. Yeah. By a claymation Harry Housen <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> That was Which, the part I could have done without. Really? I actually but, thought that was really cool. Like, I like and, and again, yeah. all the more reason that 2 is stupid because he could have just up. gone back and gotten into his no. skeleton and then That's just run stupid. around in the real the world. The skeleton is stupider, more stupid than living inside of a gay boy. Than Way dumber. And, no, and other than yeah, possessing no, anybody, it is no, because less stupid. He's a fucking skeleton. Right, which and makes this, him way less vulnerable. To, this movie has some of the... It, a lot of these movies have issues of... Freddy's a dream demon, but has an awful lot of real-world corporeal effect. Right. Like, he can make you walk the, the bars. The fact that he can... can fight two adult men who are wide awake as a super-powered skeleton seems dumb to me. Why? Because it defeats the purpose of, of what dream. he is. Right. You're right. Yeah, he could have just totally just run around Like, if those two had been, body, like, okay. digging and then they fell asleep drunk, then you've got your scene. Yeah. And right? then the other thing that doesn't make any sense is that his skeleton has claws. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense Well, no, because they, they might have found him with his glove. and No, remember, the glove it. is in the furnace. Oh, that's right. The glove is, yeah. I don't like to be a nitpicker like that, but <laughs> I, I like to talk about the rules of movies and the powers. Right. Like, you know. And the other thing that's wrong with that scene is just, why didn't he just kill the doctor? Also, why he, just, like, knock him over right. the head? And but if you don't have the glove, no one knows who skeleton that is. <laughs> that might have been like, he did murder his ex-wife. <laughs> like, his, his wife, Marge, just gets it was, out it was of an identifier. You've got to have, or the hat. He should have worn the hat. But, uh, yeah, I don't – that's fine. Yeah, the the holy water, a lot of people take umbrage with that. I think it's the, all right. The, I, think the, I think the ceremony aspect is it just I think they needed something better of why didn't Ke- Freddy kill the doctor yeah. rather than just knock him out. That didn't make any sense. Just knock him, throw him in a hole, well, throw no, a bit of dirt he had on him, to do get a victory back. dance. He had to get back full effect to the dream world. That's true. World he was on a time limit. To fight but, those I mean, other He just got made like, yeah. stab, that's done, true. out. It's not hard to stab. I mean, he could have gotten stabbed and survived. It takes a long time True. to bleed out sometimes, depending on the injury. But he did take, like, an extra 30 but seconds to throw dirt on that guy that's before right. he did a victory that's dance. Right. He fucking <laughs> put, like, four shovels on him. This is what I'm saying, though. Is it a knock against Freddy that he can be so easily beaten in his greatest movie? He's never beaten, though. He is never beaten. Kind of beaten. No, he's never beaten. He, like, he comes back in the end. Like, why? The thing that right. doesn't make any sense is why does he let people keep thinking he's beaten? But in part, but no, that's what I mean. I think he actually is defeated and has to find ways to weasel his way back into reality and dreams, right? Okay. Like, think it's almost an Avengers weekend. Endgame thing in part four where it's like, if not for one dog with a UTI, he's not back necessarily. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but yeah, like I think he is truly defeated here and there, but I think like any demon, right? Someone else can always open the door right. and he's always trying to get back. So in, in any of any of the movies that actually where his defeat makes sense, this is the only one I think that it actually makes sense. Well, I think three of the movies do the pull him into the real world, right? Like, like yeah, the first one does pull him one into the real world, but we don't know if it's the real world. And it's probably still a dream. So one in work. six, he's in the real world, right? And then six, yeah, she puts the, the dynamite in his chest. And right. Blows but that's what and... I mean. So, like, two of the movies for sure, and the remake, do the bring him into the real yeah. world and we'll kill him. And then, but this one, like, okay, you're dealing with a demon using holy and water. Then four and, and five then... do the exact same defeat. Well, yeah, let's see. Four is like the right. mirror, and then five is the the bait. Like, he loses the, the spirit, sperm. The... the spirit sperm. Yeah. Yes. So, but that's what I mean. So, I think yeah, it's the hard part of any of these of movies of is how do you kill these giant boogeymen right. and keep them scary? I think this one's fine. Man. Yeah, I, I think, think this. I think this is the only one. What I like too. 
And getting back to the dickhead doctor, I forgot about his thing when he literally, when uh, Phil, I think his name is, the puppeteer guy dies. He's like, he was a coward. Yeah, it's a right. cowardly oh, yeah. thing to do. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> these guys are all suicidal. Right. right. Like, don't add that onto their fucking heap. But, right. Um, yeah, the, 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 this the is the other running motif where they added a really nice extra layer is we see that he is constantly seeing the visage of this nun. Mm-hmm. Right. Who we find out in the end is actually Amanda Kruger. Yeah. And so this helps us add on to the, uh, the you know, bastard son of a hundred maniacs or whatever. Yeah. Really the bastard son of one maniac, but. Right, that's true. I'm like, <laughs> it's not 100 sperm uniting like Voltron, right? Like we, and also in part five, we see the sperm. Yeah. We see the guy. Like that's probably the match. But, uh, which by the way is not, oh no, because yeah, part six, they have their foster parent. Who's Alice Cooper? <laughs> That's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is I think it's a fun extra layer to add in the nun, right? Yeah, it the was nun a cool little side who got story raped. Then. And then to have Holy Water be the, you know, Deus Ex Machina, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I think that's okay because no matter how you end this, the thing I would have liked to have seen is maybe if Kristen had used her power to somehow transport him into like his own nightmare realm. Like what is Freddy's yeah, nightmare that's realm? True. Like? That would have been a Is good it just Freddy in like an old person's yep. home? He's like, There's no children yep. and he's so mad. That would have been a- he's just serving pudding. <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like he's, he's in a nursing home. Yeah. He's like, There's no kids here for me. But that's what if it's such a creative movie and how they utilize the characters' dreams and fears and go in and out of each other's dreams. I think that's the one thing I would have liked to have seen Freddy lose in that. Yeah. But seeing him blow up from holy water, and you know he got Nancy. Nancy kind of sacrifices herself for the group. Like, well, she doesn't. Do I think that it's a mighty epic. I think it's a mighty I epic ending. That was that was a cool way. She to do jumps in to save the day. Well, she, she throws just, herself in harm's way. Well, she gets tricked thinking Freddy's her dad, and he stabs her. Oh my god, that's right. Because he's she's fighting, and then it's like, well, hey, so, I'm your dad. <laughs> well, so like they like they have like this almost terrible ending. Where Joey just screams and breaks all the mirrors. Yes. And they're like, he's defeated and we win. You're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then, like, her dad comes down. You're like, oh, okay, this is getting, like, super, like, cheesy and stupid. And then they do a 180 and it turns out it's Freddy and he just guts her. Yeah. Like, all right. Like, that was a good That's ending. That's a great scene. Yes. And also it shows that Nancy was extra weak in that time because she assumed she had time to fix things up with her dad. Yep. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's super like regretful, like she didn't have more time with her dad. Yeah, and she she's like, yeah, we'll figure this out. I just got to deal with this uh, mm-hmm. child pedophile in yeah. my dreams, Murray. <laughs> yeah, which but also yeah. like gives him like a whole other level of being sadistic, where yeah. he uses her attachment to her yeah. dad. Well, this Th- one they even say too, right? That's the thing is when uh, Nancy's like, he's never been this strong. Yeah, and they you see the screaming souls yeah. in the torso for the first time, which yeah. I thought was rad. Yeah, yeah, that was um, a cool addition, like to yeah. expand the, the arc where he uses souls to gain strength. Yeah, because you're like, maybe that's how he's influencing the real world. Maybe there is some kind of like greater crossover power that he's gonna gain. But yeah, I, I just think the kills in this one are pretty sharp for the most part. I like the, I like that it masks itself behind this wall of crazy, and I like adding uh, Amanda Kruger in. I yeah. thought this movie to me is a perfect mix of Freddy being fun but still dangerous really great teenage cast that you can watch and be interested in while it's happening and brilliant use of the creativity of the dreams right simple mm-hmm. things like the floor is tar yep you know oh, well, they did that in the first one too right but i mean but they, like they the, just use them back to back this one they this, have the dead pig 
Mm-hmm. That talks him. It's just the imagery's really strong yeah, the, throughout. In yeah, this, movie. this is the first time that you know, watching all of them, that you that I realized that this is the first time they actually use kind of like the horror funhouse, yeah, type of scenario where like the environment's real surreal. Like, yeah, and the first one, it's always like well, the I mean, house maybe or the, the first room, one, or, but it's more Home Alone than. It, I mean, it, it's because it, 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 they're all like in the first one, they're all just real environments, yeah, just with surreal things that happen in them. Where this yeah. one, they're actually like surreal environments like when well, you do like wonder that, you're like, like does freddie sit around and watch like the undead version of queer eye and he's like i gotta fix this house up and like is he doing a lot of interior decorating and booby trap playing <laughs> like i do wonder what is it like does he just is, we're, snap? i i don't know i think freddie sits around and puts a lot of effort that's into probably it. why there's so much like time in between well, there's only like one year in between the sequels, I guess. <laughs> he gets but a like, little Tim Burton. But like between like one and three, that's why there's like ten years of time. Yeah. He's just sitting there, just like, <laughs> just set decorating. And he, he's staging. Yeah, he's like, ooh, this scare's gonna be so good. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. I love Dream Warriors. It also. It is one of the movies where the eightiness seems to be like a bonus, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of stuck in this certain time period that adds a lot of fun for me. But yeah, man. I think. I think as long as the kids are good. And the imagination is good. Nightmares always flourish. And this right. is one of the best groups of teenagers they had in any of the movies. And yeah, it's just, it's a really fun mix. And honestly, th- this was the one where right as Freddy was hitting his peak, we stopped making him scary. This was yep. our last time to see Freddy is an actual pretty fucking scary guy, like posing as her dad. Um, you know, the way he murders a girl with her own uh addiction, throwing the puppeteer off of the yep. roof, right? No, well, even, everyone, even in the beginning, scary. the faucet hands... Yeah, that, that slashes her wrist. Like, yeah, yeah, that was like super creative and like really uh, kind of a terrifying image, really, when you think about it. just like the pipes coming out that start to look like bones. But not hands. only that, that shot is cool, too, because he's in the mirror. Yeah. Right. And when he's mirrored with Kristen, it's letting you know, what if this is actually her? What if Freddie is just her own subconscious mm. manifesting a boogeyman? And when it cuts to her mom, like flipping on the lights or whatever she does, opening the door and then it's just Kristen and Kristen. And she turns around, cut, and the whole bathroom is fine. That, in a microcosm, is what is so fucking scary about Freddy. Yep. Well, uh, only that, but also the that I think is like the first time that you really like they they could have done in the first one. You don't really know, but in this one where they really do like the wake fake. Yeah. Where you think you've woken up and you're still in the dream. The wake fake happens all the time in these movies, but But this is the one too. Among all of them, this is the one that feels the most sinister in its kills to me because you don't know what actually happened right like in the first one when johnny depp gets pulled into a bed and a mountain of yeah. blood comes out you're like i don't think he did that to himself you know what <laughs> I mean? like, that seems but somehow they, i don't even know what the hell they think happened to him like when i watched i literally that movie, think the cops are just walking around being like oh gross <laughs> like this is ridiculous well they seem like the corner just like is in the bathroom yeah. throwing up and like the blood is like seeping <laughs> down the through the boy? first floor oh my god <laughs> yeah but I like I like that sinister extra layer in this movie, uh, and I I like playing with Freddy as part of our inner beast, right? Yeah. And I think Part Two does that well. I think this one does that really well. I think it's just a really fun movie, man. Like yeah, it, it yeah, accomplishes a lot for a horror movie. Yeah, like I said, this is my favorite of all the series. And like yeah. I said, I think part of the reason that it starts to decay, like from here on out, is this was the last time until New Nightmare that Wes Craven had any influence 
but you know, barely, it, it, I mean, needed barely. He wrote he wrote the original script and then they went back and altered it. Right, so they like, just did everything. So the core was the there. Way. So they needed. Like, I think that just right. that core of Wes Craven is needed. There's a little touch movies. of it in him, right? Yeah. There's a little touch in there, but yeah, he, it's so funny if you watch that documentary, uh, Never Sleep Again. That thing is like two and two hundred and forty five minutes long. Yeah. I've like, watched it more than once. <laughs> I love it so much, but pretty much I love every single movie they cut back to Wes Craven. Like sucks. It's yeah. not good. They don't get it. And I was like, God damn. Wes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I like this one. And I think, again, this has the effect of so popular with fans because it did all the good Freddy stuff and added these really cool big elements mm-hmm. that I think you see this one beginning to alter how the rest of them are made. Yeah. It um, for good and bad. It has for significant influence. Yeah. In which, uh, like, we start talking about four, it's very significant influence. I mean, this it. is the tone setter for the rest of the series yep. to me. Yes. And, you know... For better or worse, I think there's a lot of really good stuff that this one adds. Like, the imagery gets more and more bizarre and wild throughout the yep. series, which I think is really good. So, you And know. it kind of sets the stage of, like, this initial kind of comedic character, but still intimidating and scary, that they later just run with. And, like, that's the entire character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I love Dream Warriors. I don't know if I love it better than the original. But it's right it's there different. for me. It's different. Like It's, I top, like them. it's in the top three for yeah. me. Like, one, three, and New Nightmare are my favorites. And part two. Nope. Nope. God damn it. Two, two I should have had you slightly, do part two. I could have been Two is slightly is worse than How? five and not as bad as six. Six is harsh. Six then, is harsh. I don't even know where to put the remake. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it uh, for Dream Warriors, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it with us. I hope it was uh, a dream come true. <laughs> uh, See, I can do puns, too. Bu- 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 See, me and Freddie, we do puns. Uh, All right. As always, guys, rate, review, subscribe, find us. Thank you for joining us on this long uh, October marathon of movies. Uh, Cloud and I will be back with Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Dream Master? Dream Master. I always get Dream Master and Dream Child mixed up. Dream Master. Yeah, there's a lot of dream nouns in this section. They they run with Dream Warrior, Dream Master, (laughs) Dream Child, and then then Freddy's dead. That's right. (laughs) They're just like, fuck all that. Uh, Dream Master, we will be back with. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. And I'm Mike Cloud. See you next time.